0: Welcome baseball fans, it's time for the Running the Bases podcast. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, happy Halloween to you, good sir. Only five days from Guy Fawkes Day. (laughs) That's true, that's true. Um, Well, all right, so uh, did you do anything with the kids this weekend for Halloween? Uh, No, saw uh, Parker's soccer game and he scored a goal. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's coming right along. So, All right. Well, thankfully, as we sit here, there is more World Series baseball to be played. The Cubs won game five last night. Going back to Cleveland for game six. Coach, your thoughts on the World Series through five games? I'm loving it. Uh, I think it's been great. And I
1: think the best part... Is that John Smoltz is talking rather than Tim McCarver
0: right? how great I mean we've alluded to it, but that's one of the most pleasant parts about the World series it really it truly is uh and
1: uh but we've had they've been the what was it the second game that was so uh for thir- the third I think it was the third game was it
0: well, the second game. The one that was four, over four hours long. Yeah, yeah game two.
1: Yeah, that was an awful game. Uh, yeah. A lot of walks and stuff. But um, we've seen uh, tremendous athleticism. The way Baez plays second base is just incredible. Uh, I mean, and that to me is somewhat of a revelation. I've, I've seen the Cubs throughout the year, but I've never really appreciated Baez for the de- defensive force he is at second base and, uh, the uh, Lindor I just love seeing, he's one of my favorite players, whether he's batting, running the bases, fielding, whatever, he's just, he's phenomenal, or, or just smiling in the dugout. Right. Um, he uh, gives great interviews. He's, you know. Um, and he's hitting the, knocking the cover off the ball. Uh, that's right. In this uh, World Series. We've seen, uh, you know, good uh, and creative uh, managing. Uh, it's, it's been a great series.
0: I'll say this as well. Uh, how about that Ben Zobrist? I mean, he is a ball player's ball player. No, he's a professional hitter. He is a professional hitter, but sound in the field as well. Sure. Started where were him.
1: wherever you playing?
0: him. Uh, and Jason Hayward has had some very important moments. I've given him nothing but crap for a long time now, but he's gotten some key hits and you know created a little havoc on the base paths. When
1: has he just gotten one hit?
0: In the World Series, he's had. I think he's he's now four for ten, but I'll I'll look that up. Okay, but he's 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 contributed. Yes, oh yes, he has Uh, played good defensively. He stole
1: a couple of bases last game. You know those.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, as we're watching this World Series, though, for the general audience, how the you know the the like the four hour game, and it's kind of gone back and forth where one game's really great, but the other's kind of uh, you know not so not so enjoyable um do you think that baseball is gaining a lot of new casual fans with this particular matchup
1: it should there are exciting people and personalities and i mean how can you not like rizzo and uh brian and i mean these uh these are trout-like faces of baseball uh and Lindor and just so many people and we have david ross going out and uh and great pitching and uh the uh you know, it, it's uh different i mean and dominating pitching i mean you know uh the relief cores on both sides I just, you know it's uh, it should uh now i do still think the the biggest problem uh, that baseball has with, I don't want to say millennials, but uh, with. Uh, <laughs> that would be fair, though. Uh, with a younger generation is that it uh, is somewhat slow paced compared to other games. Uh, because, I mean, they, something needs to be done where we're not making a pitching change. You know uh, Pitching changes aren't
0: an hour of the game. Right. And I think it's the time getting called. What do we do about it? I mean, in that game, too, in particular, it seemed like there were certain sequences where the hitter calls time and then the catcher calls time and then the pitcher calls time and then the catcher will call time again just for, just for good measure. Right. And that's all before a single pitch is thrown.
1: Well, thank you, Dick Williams.
0: <laughs> fair. Very fair. Um, but do you have a proposed solution in mind? Like, as you're watching the game, what? how would you think – is it time for the shot clock in uh, – in the majors it seems to have worked pretty well in the minors to this point
1: uh perhaps uh but i also think you might make an exception for the series (laughs) you know right sure uh there's a different element going on there you're you're having
0: the fate of two cities you know right? cities could burn down (laughs) if (laughs) and they both would i could possibly um jason hayward real quick uh three for 11 uh batting 273 but Uh, three stolen bases in there as well and he's just you're you're aware of him yeah (laughs) he's been the disappearing act for most of the year slash postseason so um but speaking of the two cities so we're going back to Cleveland um I contend that in a 3-1 series game five the pressure is clearly on the team facing elimination but that game six it switches back like if Cleveland I think the Pressure's on Cleveland to win game six, right? I think uh, if you're giving
1: odds, you're going to give it to the Cubs. You have Arrieta on full rest going against Tomlin on three days rest. Uh, Indians still relying on their bullpen, but still you've got to give that advantage to the Cubs. Uh, Schwarber coming back uh, or being able to uh, DH. All of these things kind of – seem to give an advantage to the cubs i always and we talked about this earlier the you're only as good as your next starting day pitcher right but you know it, and that starting arietta tomlin yep the the advantage has got to be with the cubs in that I mean, you're talking last year, Cy Young, who who had a good year this year, pitching better now than he has all year against Tomlin, who has been a serviceable number three or four.
0: So we're in agreement that game six, the pressure's on the Indians to win that game, that the Cubs should be favored.
1: I can't say the pressure is if the Cubs lose the game they're out you know well, they're going fishing <laughs> if the indians lose the game they got one more game so i don't i'm not necessarily going to say the pressure is you know on the uh the indians to win the game i think uh the indian fans may feel more pressure you know right. going into it but as a ball player you're you're going to play you know
0: like you you've got to go into the game thinking i'm going to get 3 hits you know right well, let's talk two things uh, to expand on this. Number one, Kyle Schwarber. Let's take a minute here. I mean, all of the national media covering this, and people on Twitter, so on and so forth, just amazed by Kyle Schwarber. How uh, put his his story into your words? Well,
1: w- w- uh, we were talking about this earlier, and uh, I was thinking he reminds me of although I was two uh yeah, the the stories i've heard of dusty roads in 1954 uh he'd been a uh, a pinch hitter all year that had a lot of big hits uh leo used him uh quite often he would pinch it for monty irvin at times uh, but uh the uh he couldn't catch water from a boat you know uh, he was an awful outfielder but the uh, He gets into the 54 series, he hits a pinch hit home run off Bob Lemon that wins the game. Uh, then he comes back in the next game and he gets a hit that ties the game up, uh, pinch hitting, stays in the game and hits a home run to win it. Uh, this is the series where Mays makes the great catch. You know, that's what we remember out of that series. But uh, Dusty Rhodes was the one that actually won the series for them and uh, it was uh, let me see if i can get the quote what leo said that uh a buffoon is uh drunk on a hitting spree uh that was his <laughs> reference to what uh, to dusty roads uh but what she, and i'm not saying that Schwarber is you know but he's going through one of those moments in time where i mean you know this guy Schwarber was a great hitter last year you know he does right. hold the cub record for home runs in a postseason uh yeah total uh, <laughs> but uh but he's not babe ruth you know he's but he's going he's there right now he's on the ball right now
0: and he does have a strong resemblance to the babe so <laughs> yeah. second thing the fans um at the end of the game last night it's the first world series victory in wrigley field there's been a lot of firsts in this World series for one thing but first in in, in wrigleyville since 1945 they the they being fox did a great job just holding on the crowd just going to different shots of the crowd singing their their win song whatever that is um I thought it was beautiful. Like, how great for those fans.
1: Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And having experienced what I did here in 91, uh, nothing like uh, what the Cubs have gone through, you know, uh, or the Red Sox in years or the Indians, you know, or I mean, but you know, that, that's a once in a lifetime moment. Yeah. Know? And for those fans, that's a once in a lifetime thing.
0: Yeah, it'll. I mean, I we both believe the Cubs will be there multiple times now moving forward if this, they can keep all these, all these uh con you know players happy as their contracts start to come up. But that said, it was a real special image, you know. Oh, yeah, and absolutely, I as, absolutely, yeah. And as I've thought of, you know, the different was, image key it was images Cal of this year, Ripken
1: running around the outfield in Baltimore, it yeah. was that you know, that's what it was. It was like what uh connects. America to baseball.
0: Yeah. And do you think that it was a double edged? I mean, they did lose two games out of three in Wrigley. So the crowd, were they maybe too tense this time oh, around? I, I think,
1: so. I think the players, I mean, and so much talk about this, about how they showed themselves being young and the pressure getting to them, swinging at all the bad pitches and stuff. And, uh, And people saying, well, you didn't say that all year, you know, and they won 108 games or however many they won. Uh, 103 in the regular season. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think the... uh, um, (laughs) I forget my train of thought now. Uh, Well, the the tenseness of the Oh, yeah. I I, I think the Cubs showed their youth. I mean, whether... uh, And the, the same... They felt the anxiety in the crowd, you know, and there is that, you know, but... That's part of it. That's why. That's part of the beauty of everything.
0: Yeah, and Chapman going, you know, eight outs last night. I mean, that, that's they've had that moment in each series. Right. Right. Yeah. So, hence also back to our very first topic but, of conversation.
1: But please, Chapman, quit quit worrying about the base runners. Yeah. Get the guy to the plate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, with that in mind, Lester, uh, do you think he ever? <laughs> figures this out, the yips throwing to throwing to the uh <laughs> to first and holding runners and the whole thing.
1: I don't think he's gonna be that worried about it.
0: Yeah, because he, he certainly does just come to the plate. And- Mad Dog was awful at throwing to bases.
1: Mm-hmm. He uh he didn't worry about it. He said, I'm just wanna let him get on first base. You yeah. know? And he didn't very often, you know. No, he and, did not. And Lester is A pitcher that does everything off of his fastball, and it is all kind of geared toward that uh, that kind of mode. Going to bases, that's not. It just kind of breaks that somewhat.
0: Given that this is Lester's third World Series, and you know the resume that he's building, what's the what's the ceiling for Lester? I mean, does he look like a Hall of Famer now to you? I don't know. I don't know that.
1: Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a possibility of that. I don't know that his age will allow that, you know. Uh, right. And the what what makes a pitcher Hall of Famer seems to have changed more than uh, anything. I mean, Bly Levin was the only pitcher for like 20 years other than a relief pitcher that was put into the Hall of Fame or, or somebody from the Negro Leagues. Uh I mean, and then until we had this flush of Braves pitchers, you know, and yeah. uh, uh, recently, and Randy Johnson, and uh, Pedro, and whatnot. But uh, the uh, the standards for a pitcher, what uh, they're not going to go by the same metrics. I mean, it used to be if you were a three hundred game winner, you automatically got in. Well, right. we're probably not going to have very many three hundred game winners anymore, and uh, probably a, <laughs> never the. Uh, uh, and so I, I wouldn't say never, but, uh, right. we, we might have a relief pitcher when three, we don't know, <laughs> uh, the, um, but so, uh, it could be Lester, I mean, Lester's on path to do that. Yeah. Um, he certainly had a, I think he's a Cy Young winner this year.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and it, I think that, uh, you know, Kluber could be it on the American league side. Very well. Yeah. I think Britain should be though, but. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's what made game one so great. And um, to see them facing and squaring off against right, each right, other. Right. Um, so, tomorrow night, uh, and of course, we're recording this on Halloween. So, um, it'll be a game six. When you say game six World Series, it conjures up 75, 86. For us here in Atlanta, right. 95. Do you think that, or, you know, let's expand. Playoffs in general, like the 2003 NLCS, the Game 6 with, forgive us, Cub Nation, Bartman. Um, Should we just call him Steve? (laughs) Would that be better? Um, That Steve guy. But anyway, does Game 6 evoke uh, more memories in thinking about the World Series than the Game 7s? No,
1: not
0: for me. No.
1: The World Series for me that began where I suddenly embraced baseball as, or or Major League Baseball as uh, this kind of uh, surreal connection to my life that was like some sort of alien globe uh, on the side of my head, uh, was the 60 World Series. Uh, And that's Game 7, Maz hitting the home run uh, in Forbes Field. Uh, That was Game 7. I... 62 having uh willie mccovey hit that line drive that uh richardson makes the stab on that if, if that's a hit is the game's over. i mean and those are game sevens game uh gibson in game sevens uh you know uh game sevens
0: always seem to mean more i mean yeah.
1: game six always seems to be disaster
0: yeah there you go that's a much better thank you that's a much better way to put it okay but I will say that you know Game Six of '95, there were some eerie kind of similarities to Game Five, but on the Indians because we're talking about droughts, we're talking about curses. Dare right, I right. say the name? Um, you know, the Indians have a guy on the mound wearing number forty-seven. He gets one run of support early. Seems like he's pitching lights out, and you start to think like how how wonderful would that be? You know, since they got beat by a number forty-seven. Here in Atlanta, pitching a a, a one hit shutout. Um, you
1: know, speaking of which, we very little was said of the fact that uh, Arietta had a no hitter going for a pretty good time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's the longest in a World Series game, not a playoff game, obviously, but uh, since Kuzman, I think, went six innings or something. But right, right. Yeah. Right. They they
0: they they were keeping track of it during the game in yeah. game, but right. yeah. Um. All right. So. Uh, the crowds in Chicago, maybe an Indian fan or two around the around the joint, but in Cleveland it's a different story. You can hear the Cubs fans. So Cubs fans travel well. They travel phenomenally well. The uh as do Mets fans. Yeah, Mets I'm, fans. The
1: uh I'm Yankee fans certainly. Uh the um but I mean in the National League, we've seen this forever here. Uh when there would be during the the great streak in the nineties, there would the Cubs would be you know, four games out uh, at the beginning of the season, and uh, the Braves are like winning pennant after pennant after pennant, and it would seem at times like their you know twenty percent of the fans were Cub fans or Met fans.
0: Yeah, and you know Cleveland fans they were uh, loud early, but not often. C- the Cubs fans, I mean, even through a television set, it's just. Deafening when they start to get in the game. Well, so
1: there has been a drought in Cleveland, but not like the one in Chicago.
0: No, this is true. True fact. Um, anything else you want to touch on while we're here? WP Kinsella died
1: recently. And, yeah, he did. We didn't and, talk about that. Uh he would have liked this
0: series. He w- he would have loved this series. Yeah. So yeah. Rest in peace, WP Kinsella. Um, all right. So let me get your prediction for Game six and then Game six, I'm gonna stick with the Cubbies. All right, and Game seven, then the Cubbies are in. I'm gonna stick with them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, my prediction at the beginning was Indians in seven. Yep. So I'm I I still, but, But but you also said there would be uh, you there would. Everybody would hold their own at home. Hold serve, yeah, and that has not been the case. So, um, but But I'm it's not going to be in six like uh, it's not going to be the Cubs in six like I said. That's true. That's true. So I win. I win that part of it. But uh, I'm going to (laughs) say I hate to hate to do this, but it's probably going to be Cubs in seven. (laughs) There's just something about the fact that they had that inning again. You know, Bryant hits the home run. Rizzo gets on poor defense. So, but I'm, you know what? That's, that's, that's flip flopping. I'm going to stick with my Indians in seven just to maintain consistency. Well, you just pretty
1: much covered yourself right there. Well, I'm going taking... to, s-
0: I, I, I just, it's, it's, they've made it really difficult. And I did say that I would probably change my pick if it went to seven games. Well,
1: so it's, it's testament that you want both of these teams to win it is It I is mean, indeed. you know and uh as an outsider not being invested in either cleveland or chicago i really want this world's why did they not go nine games anymore
0: i know yeah and and, and truthfully i i hope that major league baseball is capitalizing on th- the fans that they're bringing in the interest level has hasn't been this high since oh four with the red sox but you know, if there's any way to to take this World Series and look at it under a microscope during the offseason and say, How can we make the regular season games this compelling? And you know, something that's a you were saying tall since O
1: four. Then. I think 04 up the northeast perimeter, that was uh, you know, that was it, it did something there. But I think the last series that really changed the attitude about baseball was seventy five. Go, you're going to go all the way back there still I, I, I do i mean uh the uh the big red machine against the red Sox then the upstart red Sox were you know all this magic and stuff i think it was uh that brought fans back in it was the 70s people wore those off they wore those awful uniforms the nfl was at its peak the uh and there was this you know the whole this We'd gone through the 60s, and there was this whole, like, forget the establishment type things, and baseball was part of the establishment. It was, like, old, you know, it was not, but that kind of brought it all back. And I think this has more of a feeling of that World Series than it does 04 or 69 or,
0: you know, some of the other more iconic series. And what was the biggest game in 1975? Well, game six. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm talking on a pure interest level and ratings and these type things. Highest interest level in a World Series, I would say, since uh, 2004. Uh, I I haven't seen ratings, but I would think so. And I do think, again,
1: that Smolsey deserves some credit.
0: Oh, absolutely. I look forward to seeing him in the Hall of Fame as a broadcaster now, too. There you go. There you go. He is on the path. All right. Well, thank you, as always, to uh, everyone watching on the YouTube channel, back on the YouTube channel this week, uh, listening to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. You can find all things Running the Bases at runningthebases.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Leave your comments, your suggestions. And, you know, Coach, we said this last year, year before that, It's kind. Of, this is a bittersweet podcast because the next time we're here, baseball is going to be over. And, you know, that's tough because... Uh, having it every day is such a beautiful thing, you know. It is, but you know it's not over. Then you've got the hot stove league, and we're right. looking at all the trades. Twenty sixteen is many and you know what? Speaking of hot stove, it's I think eighty five degrees outside on <laughs> October thirty first. <31st>, so <laughs> whatever. So really? well, all right. Well, for Coach Jordan Bounds, I am Tucker Wells. This is the Running the Bases podcast. We're coming into home and we're safe, Coach. You have yourself a good night. Good night. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.